2: We're back. It is the daily stripe. Fisher Disopolis snacks crider Monday, June 19th, 2023. Big weekend. Wyndham Clark dominating, winning the US Open for the first. It's the first time a player has won a major and also made the cut for his first time, which is kind of wild, uh, to even say. US wins their second cuff cuff title. Uh, beating Canada, and they also beat Mexico. Uh, Great stuff for Team USA. Otani continues to be an absolute force at the dish, pitching very well, picking up a win against your Rangers toss, but also from Monday to Monday, hitting a wild six home runs, taking the lead by two homers over the polar bear, Pete Alonzo, who came back uh, this week. And finally, the Phoenix Suns trade CP3 Landry Schmidt and a couple second-round picks. For Bradley Beal, making their new big three, Beal, KD, Booker, and they also kept DeAndre Ayton for now. Gentlemen, who is your weekend winner?
1: Um, I think for me, probably uh, Clark, just because that's a really cool opportunity for him to make the cut finally and then you know run away with a, a, a major tournament. So good on him. I'll tell you who's a big loser. mm uh, the Braves, for cutting or for DFAing Charlie Culberson the day that his dad was scheduled to throw out the first pitch on Father's Day. So then he couldn't do it. Yeah, that's a huge L.
0: Um, yeah, that's that's brutal. And obviously, we didn't record yesterday, but happy belated Father's Day to any of the, the pops listening out there, uh, especially to our three fathers, of course, who we love. Um, I, I'm going to agree with Nick. I think Wyndham Clark is the easy pick here. I think the fact that he, his career earnings um, in 2020 were 814000 That's a great living. 2021, 1.1, almost 1.2 mil. 2022, 1.6 mil. An excellent living by all standards of being just a, a normal functioning person in society in the United States his current official payouts through half the year, uh 10 mil in, in 2023. So as he won only,
2: Wells Fargo,
0: right? So this is, you know, he's, he's 29. Um, he's from Denver. So shout out to the city of Denver winning a championship last weekend uh, or last week, the NBA finals. And then, you know, another Denverite, Denverinian Den- guy from Denver. I don't know what that, but, but Denver big dude, league. Denver dude, big week, uh, big two weeks for for Denver sports here with Wyndham Clark winning. Uh, went to high school with Christian McCaffrey, which is oh,
2: there you go. I, was he I, his catcher?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> little, little Matt Stafford, Clayton Kershaw. I texted Lisa McCaffrey and she was like, "He's an awesome dude," and I think everybody saw that, you know, with the way that he reacted and the embrace that he had with his family, and obviously the story about you know his mom passing uh due to due to cancer was something that clearly hit him pretty hard as he finished 18. Um, You could kind of see him overwhelmed with emotion, but to me, it's, it's the clear winner. Now, was I excited for the opportunity that Ricky or Rory might've, Ricky might've gotten his first major and Rory might've gotten his first major in 10 years. Absolutely. But the right golfer won. he was the best golfer on the course, especially in the closeout day on Sunday. Um, So yeah, I agree with Nick. He's my big winner.
2: Yeah, I will agree with you guys. Ricky collapsed going five over in round four, which, you know, again, you you there's no one you're not rooting for to do well. You don't want to see a guy collapse out there. I mean, maybe some people are. I mean, look, you, you see Ricky shoot again, a guy who's been in the thick of things time and time again. Um, has been a fixture in golf going for his first major. Uh, you see him have the lead the most of the weekend with Wyndham Clark up there at the top of the standings and go five over. It's a little unfortunate, but again, Tough great luck. story tough luck, great story. He is the weekend winner. Uh, team USA and Konkakcuff beat Canada. it at, uh, I believe it was it either this year or it was last year I, I just looked at it uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that was in Denver too that might have been last year It was either in Las Vegas this year or they play they play at the football uh, stadiums. so it was either Allegiant or it was that a mile high. So I think Alex might be looking that up as we speak. He looks like he is. Yeah, no,
0: no, what I I wasn't looking that up, but I was. I, I think they're probably my number two, the USA team, partially because Balogun scored his first goal for the team since joining, and that was the big glaring issue in the previous World Cup was that we didn't have a true through and through striker on this team,
2: mm-hmm. and yeah.
0: that was a massive piece to bring in for this squad and for him to choose. Uh, the United States, and it's already panning out. So, this is good momentum going forward for this USA team for sure.
2: Okay. So, that's your number two. I would. Is it crazy that the Suns are number four? No. Was this like not like a. I love Bradley Beal, and I'm excited for Bradley Beal to get a fresh start. And I hope Bradley Beal is great in Phoenix. But, and look, Chris Paul wasn't. Chris Paul per se in this playoffs. And it, it was very apparent to everybody who who's covering, following uh, playing in the NBA that his time in Phoenix was done. Um, we had the scare last week and now it's official. He's quote unquote in Washington. I'm sure they will do a buyout deal and he'll go play somewhere where he could be competitive. Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, Celtics have all been rumored. Um, but for me, I don't necessarily know. As good as Bradley Beale is, I don't necessarily think it helps the glaring issue that for the Denver—I'm sorry for the Phoenix Suns—that was their depth. Now they don't have a true point guard, so they're going to need someone to come in there and play the point guard position. Um, and it's exciting, it's fun. I just—I don't know. And I mentioned the Denver Nuggets. I tease them. I don't know if they're better than the Nuggets, even with adding Bradley Beal. Um, and they may not be better than the Lakers or the Warriors, quite
1: frankly. Or the Clippers. Is there a position in basketball that has more buyouts than the point guard position? Because if you look across the league, I mean, John Wall, CP3 now, Westbrook, Kemba Walker. I feel like this happens all the time with guys who used to be superstar point guards, and then they hit a a road or, or a dead end at the end of their career where it's like, They struggle to find a team.
0: I think the the positionality and the way that that breaks down in the NBA probably creates an opportunity for guys that were stars as point guards to move around a lot. Um, And a lot of times you're just looking at a guy who can come in and run your second unit, right? Because you already have your starting five in, in place. But there's a lot of bigs that are bought out as well. A lot of centers. A lot of like rim running types, like DeAndre Jordan. We saw Kevin Love. He's not necessarily like the same prototype as, of a big, but those guys are pretty interchangeable. I would say you're Andre Drummond, right? Like it was two or three years in a row where, where he got bought out. Um, I mentioned DeAndre Jordan, but guys like, you know, um, um, I don't know Bismack Biombo, like those type of guys where they're they're plentiful. Um, those two positions, I would say, are your your most typical buyouts. If the wings are good, they stay in the league and they're desirable, right? Because it's few and far between to find that kind of depth right now, at least. For, and I think
2: from that, I think it's a good question because it brings up the point. I don't remember who made it. It wasn't any of us, but I remember hearing it somewhere that you you can't win with a little guy as your best player, little guy,
1: can't win the point guard. Yeah, your best player can't be under six, two or something. So, I mean, Russ is bigger
2: than that. Um, Paul is around like that 6'2", 6'3", 6'1", height. Um, he's in that range. Um, and John Wall is, you know, not – is bigger for a point guard. Um, but, again, you know, these guys are paid as the best players in their team, and all of them suddenly weren't the best players in their team and they were making these hefty contracts. So you have to get out of these contracts. Uh, so that kind of leads to them getting bought out. Whereas we haven't seen now some of the bigger guys like I don't we haven't seen this next wave, but there was a wave of those point guards getting the major deals because you needed a there was a belief that you needed a point guard to win, and it didn't work out for the Wizards, um, and ultimately the Rockets with Wall, it didn't work out with Westbrook and the Lakers, and ultimately had to be bought out by the Jazz, and now it probably I mean Chris Paul I I will I'm not saying he's going to stay in Washington I think he'll obviously leave, but when he was traded from when he was traded to Oklahoma City, and everyone's like, oh, he's out, he's gonna leave Oklahoma City, he's not gonna stay. He did stay. And I now I think if he's gonna play basketball, he's gonna play for a championship. Uh and that was a number of years ago. But he did stay in Oklahoma City. Uh so Paul's a team player. Um but I think it's gonna be very interesting. <laughs> I forgot He even played there. <laughs> yeah, I I was I'm wondering I'm wondering is there a world in which he's bought out by the Wizards and the Suns sign him again. Is that, I think that's that ship has sailed, but something I wanted to throw out there just because it could be interesting. But I think I would imagine Chris Paul going to the Warriors, were, LA, probably maybe back to the Clippers um, or the Lakers, um, playing I, and finishing out his career in Los Angeles.
1: I saw a tweet that said, Who's stopping this big three? And it's Paul George, Kawhi Ladder, and CP3. And the answer was head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I could also see him sticking it out for half the year and kind of just reading the room and seeing who feels like a true contender. And then there's nothing wrong with Washington holding on to him for half a season, letting him tutor some of the younger guys that they bring in, and then just shipping them off to whoever can give them the deal and try and get some sort of draft compensation um mm-hmm. back in their pocket. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the the big story here. Well, there's two big stories, right? It's it's one. Do you believe that Beal, Booker, and Kevin Durant can compete? Makes this Suns team any better than they were previously? And then the other story is the with these supermax contracts, with these max contracts, the negotiating and the fine details of these contracts really matter, and. Tommy Shepard, who was the former GM of Washington Wizards, made a crucial mistake in allowing the no trade clause to exist in this Bradley Beal contract because it, it determined, you know, how much that they could get in that trade. And, you know, I don't I don't know if the, the Miami Heat deal that Beal said no to it because Harrow was involved and Harrow would have been shipped up to Washington. And then his thought process behind that was, well, now I'm missing one extra guy that would be a part of this Miami core for the future that I think would allow us to compete for a championship. Or if he just was like, look, I get to play with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. It's an easy decision for me. I, I have no idea. But the the fact that they didn't have that flexibility to determine the, the conversation and, and what were in the deal points of the actual trade itself was a massive mistake by this organization.
2: I mean, that whole deal was a mistake from start to finish. And I think we knew that. I think when they signed him to that Supermax, like, there was the feeling of, okay, what are you going to do? You know, like you have to sign the guy. You can't just keep tanking and you can't just blow up the organization. But when you made him, and he was coming off a great year, but when you made him a Supermax player and Bradley Beal was, you know, being paid like a top five guy and now probably isn't a top 30 guy heading into this year, maybe not even a top 40 guy view if, if we sat here and made our lists that all of a sudden is a massive issue on your books. And it looks like a new emphasis on former GM of the Washington Wizards because it's now cost the guy his job. Uh, so they have, and they have a new just regime the fact, there. That it,
0: the fact that it stalled their, their full-fledged rebuild, which it looks like they're going to tap into now, and they're a year too late, right? They were not in contention to go grab Victor Wimbanyama, who has already, even before he stepped – into training camp for this San Antonio Spurs has changed the fabric of this team for the next 10 years. So uh, the fact that they're not in Scoot Henderson contention, the fact that they're not in Brandon Miller contention, unless they trade up and move off of more assets. And in comparison, the fact that they weren't stockpiling these assets in the same way that San Antonio Spurs, the Oklahoma city thunder and and a multitude of other young teams have done, has put them further behind than those other franchises. And yeah. it looks really bleak going forward for them.
2: They're just in another weird territory. They they are consistently drafting in that 8-12 to 12 range, and they're missing out on the quote-unquote top guy, which there's three of them this year. But the more you watch the Thompson twins, the more you're like, okay, those guys are really great basketball players, and they're going to go in the top six, and Washington's going to miss out on one of those two guys. Unless they can... Can you know somehow finagle one of the picks to get to get to Orlando? I think Orlando is an interesting team to watch. The NBA draft's obviously this week, and we'll be covering it. Orlando is an interesting team to watch. They have the sixth and they have the eleventh pick, but they're also a team that could go and get like Bradley Beal was floated. I, he was never going to go there, but he was floated to Orlando in some rumors because Orlando's all of a sudden in a position where they have Boncara, they have Franz Wagner, they can go. They have Carter Jr. on a really great deal, as we've discussed before. They can go and get a superstar level player. For some of these picks and 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 speed up their ability to contend, and then all of a sudden our theory with George Yang, um, about the Kings and the Magic winning, (laughs) if the Kings and the Magic ever met in the NBA Finals, like even if we were all eighty years old, us and George would have to get back on the mic to discuss like, finally we've made it. We have to go to a game together. (laughs) (laughs) We had sure hit a game together. Uh, On George Yang. Uh, put it out there for him the but yeah i to me you know I mean, just but just
0: just just compare those three teams though right the wizards the magic and the kings the kings were a top four seed in the west this past year the magic drafted Paolo banquero and have franz wagner who was another pick that they hit on and markel fultz and wendell carter like you said they look really promising right Sugs, now, they, have a too. Lot of, they have a lot of pieces they can move and picks to move and, and get even better and the wizards have a much longer journey. Like, I know those three teams are in kind of three different stages, right? Like, most desirable, if you were to take on a franchise, would be the Kings right now. But second is the Magic. And and third, very far behind, are the Wizards. And I could throw yeah. in a multitude of other teams between the Magic and the Wizards that are in a better position than the Wizards. Like, the Pacers are in a better position. The, Tr- the Detroit Pistons are in a better position. Depending on what the Charlotte Hornets do, they might be in a better position. Like, it's just it's not where you want to be and you have not covered any ground like these other teams have
2: they're in the worst position of any team in the NBA of everyone you just listed and the Rockets like, I, are ahead of them too they have the, they they have a they have Smith they have green they have a better young core yep. we, like we say the hornets we say the hornets time and time again suck but by but by the at the end of the day like if you look at their roster they still have lamello ball who's been an all-star already And at that point, if they go and get Brandon Miller, who we all I love the whole season, I think we all really like they go and get Scoot Henderson again. I think it's a very weird draft for people. It's a very weird draft. It's gonna be a very weird draft for NBA fans, because these are a lot of the Thompson twins, Scoot Henderson, uh, the kid out of Santa Clara who's flying up draft boards, rightfully so. Um, and then Taylor Hendricks, another guy that I think we all really like out of UCF. Uh, these are guys that you're not, it's not our Duke UNC Kansas draft. It's not our blue blood draft that we're typically used to seeing. And I think a lot of fans are going to be surprised and have a lot of like, Hey, wait, who is that guy? Where do we see him play? Uh, there's going to be a lot of question marks and a lot of guys that are flying off the draft board here. Um, that that fans don't necessarily know and are accustomed to, but that are really good basketball players. I just think that where Washington's picking, it's the Jairus Walker range. Okay, like they're not in a position to go get a defensive stalwart. They're trying to restart their franchise. It's a a guy like Taylor Hendricks who I mentioned, um, you know, who would be great on the Mavs. Like if the Mavs took him, that'd be a really nice pick. Um, Grady Dick would be a good pick for the Mavs. But how many more wing players? Like I feel like the, the the Wizards take a wing player every year. It's like how many wings can we have on this damn team? Like they're gonna be in a position to take one of the well, Arkansas. The, they're gonna take, they, I mean, dude, they take a wing every year. Like really? But, but the Debbie, but
0: they they don't even have Rui. on their the the guy that was the best one that they drafted is now off their team. And Kyle Kuzma doesn't have to re-sign with this team, so they might lose the guys that were the two best wings on the squad. I mean, they're I, gonna have I to trade. Denny,
2: Denny, Denny, like, I've seen Kispert. Przingis shout out to, to the it's a big shout out to the old the old guest on the show today. Yeah. Kiss, Kiss is over there, like Johnny Davis, dude. Like Johnny Davis, did he even like? I know, like, there was like a weak stretch, where, like, oh, he's turning it around, but like that wasn't that great of a pick, and now they're gonna be in like an Anthony Black, Nick Smith range. Uh, you like can't Black. like. I, li- I like I like that's the thing though. Like I like all these guys. I love I love the two Michigan kids who I don't yep. we didn't get to B- see. Bufkin
0: Bufkin has yeah. really jumped up on a lot of people's boards.
2: They hit threes, they're athletic, you know, but they're not the Wizards are not in a position with their franchises, like you're saying, where they need to be taking Scoot or Brandon Miller or Weminyama. I mean, everyone needs Weminyama, but they need to be taking Scoot or Miller. That's where they are in their franchises uh ether. But now they're still in the middling level players. They're taking guys that are more fit pieces that could be excellent. I mean, look, you never know. Like Jokic was taken again. Just, how many times did we say it this past spring during a Taco Bell commercial? Right? Like you never – Kawhi, Yan. like you don't know, no.
0: but Yeah, but I think like, that when we were talking as the finals were going on and you brought up the fact that Jokic likely would have been a first-round pick the next year and that the Nuggets kind of pulled the trigger on him early to go they grab swindled him the second him. round – I, I mean, like, look, there are a lot of teams that know exactly what they want to do and exactly what they're doing, right? If you go look at the Oklahoma City Thunder and how they've drafted, yes, they've missed on a few picks, but they've had so many that it didn't matter when they did miss. So, I, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough road forward for the Washington Wizards. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the, the Suns here, because to me, and I want to ask you guys this question, at full health, I would take... Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and the rest of their squad that they put together, which included Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, Nicholas Claxton, who was vying for Defensive Player of the Year, or at least on the fringe of that award. They had Joe Harris. They had Seth Seth Curry. Like, I would take that roster over what the Suns put together, and I would maybe even take that big three over the the Suns' big three. Is that – I mean, is that ridiculous? No, bro. It's not
1: even even close. I have full health. I mean, at any given moment, Harden can take over the game and be the best player on the court. Same with KD. I mean, Ben Simmons was a freak same, when he was on with, the court.
0: I would say same with Booker, but I would not say that necessarily the same about Bradley Beal. Like, Bradley Beal the worst player of those six guys.
2: Of Kyrie, KD. Okay, let's get KD out of it. I mean, KD is same. So, right. Kyrie, so Kyrie, Harden, Booker, and uh, Beal. Beal is number four for sure. And, like, I know you really love Booker. I like Booker a lot. I think we all do. He's a great player. He's exciting. He's been awesome. You know, again, shout out to Kentucky Guards, Casey Wallace. Will he be yeah. another guy to go in the teens? That just pops off. Who knows? But, like, I know all of Kyrie's antics and hoopla. They're, like, on any given night, Kyrie can be the best player of those four. For right. sure, be the best player of those four. Like well, you, as, good as, as
0: good as Booker is, like James Harden is a better playmaker and point guard than Devin Booker right now. Is that something Devin Booker can add? Sure. But James Harden has that and facilitated for the rest of those guys so that you knew when KD and Kyrie were off the court, your offense was still going to be fine because he, he could make things happen. He beat and the Celtics
2: I, in Boston game one without Embiid.
0: Right. And if Booker and KD are not, if they're resting, if they're on the bench, if any of these guys get into foul trouble, forget about filling out the rest of the roster, but like, do you trust Brad Beal and four <laughs> others to get it done on the offensive side? Like I don't, I certainly don't because we watched it in Washington and he's not going to have KP and Kyle Kuzma. He's going to have a worse four around him at that point. So it's a very, very all-in move here by Ishbia. He has made a ton of moves early since becoming the the owner of the Phoenix Suns. He is risking a lot. And they are mortgaging the future more than any other team I've seen in a long time. And it better pan out. But guess what? Like you mentioned before, Josh, you have to get through Nikola Jokic, the Denver Nuggets and that roster, which is not going to change much. Bruce Brown might go somewhere else. Cause he's, he's going to get the bag and deserves to be paid, but Murray's there. Porter jr's there. Gordon's there. And guys want to play with them too. Like we talked about that, how that's going to change. So, and they still don't have an answer. Like even if they if they move off of Aiden, guess what? They have no one to guard Jokic except Jock Landale, who they're gonna resign on a qualifying offer. Who I don't I don't dislike, but he's in that same vein of guys you were talking about before, Nick, where it's he's a buyout guy, right? He's at that level of skill. So I, I just I have a lot of question marks. I get that Vogel is in there and he should reshape the defensive identity of this team. Um, but Bradley Beal has been an abysmal defender for the last two seasons. Yeah. His defensive rating has been like one sixteen and a half and and a half career lows for him uh, in the last four years. You could say that that's because what is he really playing for? And I get that, but guys like they don't change that drastically. It's not like he's going to become one of the best two way defenders in the NBA. All of a sudden he, he still is an offensive weapon more so than he is a defensive or two way weapon. I just, I have a lot of questions behind this team. And I certainly think that they're now becoming like one of the least, least liked teams as well outside of Phoenix. So if you're a Phoenix fan, of course, you're thrilled about this, right? You're thrilled. You're giving your kudos to Chris Paul because he was essential in the finals run, what he did for this team and kind of reshaping the framework and the identity of this team. He was crucial in that as he always is, but I just, I don't know. We there, don't was like no way, this there was supporters. no way I was going to pick them as the winner of this weekend. No way.
2: We don't like this. We like homegrown. We, that's what we like, man. We like when people do it the right way. And then like you really homegrown your talent, homegrown your talent. And then you use that and then you make a move. You use your homegrown talent wisely. Like, okay. There's, there's soup. There's super teams all across the board in sports, but this by far and away has been like one of the cheaper super teams I've seen.
1: This deal was, sure. jo- was a joke. Yeah. I think a lot of people were rooting for Denver in this series, but I think a lot of people also were rooting for Miami because they were at the lower seed, but also homegrown, as you mentioned. And of course, Jimmy Butler isn't homegrown, but like he chose to go to that team that was young, that had a bunch of homegrown talent. And people were like, why is Jimmy Butler going to Miami? Right. He's not going to win a ring there. And he's gotten to the finals twice. Yeah. And now there's talks of Dame going there. Which would
2: be be cool. Like, I, did, I hate to say it, and I know we love Durant because he's a Longhorn. It's his stigma, dude. People do not root for him; they just don't, man. Like it, it, hes one, probably the biggest villain in the NBA. Him and Draymond. We've heard unnamed—I'm not going to source them—but we've heard players say what they really thought about his championship to us. Yeah, of course. It's,
1: a it's just I mean, true. It's just true, bro. Like, yeah, it's just it's true. Not like a secret.
2: No, it's like so. Everyone is going to root against him because every time he goes to a new team, some nonsense like this happens, where they just get superstars for 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 pennies in the dollar, and then all of a sudden, like it doesn't work out, bro. Like they had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. They had an two MVPs, scoring title winners, a. a, a one of the clutches players in Kyrie Irving pro Kyrie Irving was this year. He had a 50 point game on like it's the most efficient 50 point game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I just best. think that,
1: yeah, in, in this sport more than any other sport playing is, is one thing, but egos and, and mental makeup is a completely different thing that you have to take into account that can just destroy a locker room. Like not none other sport. I mean, yeah, I guess baseball guys have to mesh well and, but I mean, you got nine guys out there. You got a different pitcher every single day. You know, guys can get hot at the plate. Football, it's like plug and play. You know, get out of the game, get in the game. There's eleven guys on the field. Basketball, five guys on the court. Same guys are running it the whole time. There's egos out the wazoo. You know, they have to have the right coach to maintain the egos. Like, there's so much that goes into it that's not even on the court. That that's what kind of sucks about the NBA sometimes. Yeah, I
0: mean, look, I do want to throw out there, this is, you know, devil's advocate Dave over here, but this is how I feel right now. And if they are somehow able, and they have a, they have a lack of flexibility financially, if they are able to turn this into a roster that has eight guys who have played deep in the playoffs, well, my mind will be changed because the talent is there. But right now, I feel the way that I do, as I mentioned, with the Nuggets being a clear favorite over them and we'll see what the warriors do. I trust their organization, their coach, their superstar to get it done in a way that I don't with a, a crew that's right now being put together like we're patching a roof, right? Like I, now it's a nice looking roof. It's a it's a roof of a really really nice home, but shaking the roof. It's the foundation that I don't trust, you know. And it's it's the same thing that we saw with the clippers and if these guys can't stay healthy, which Booker has stayed relatively healthy throughout his career, but he gets banged up and bruised here and there. Durant has not, especially recently. And Bradley Beal has dealt with some injuries too. So the more those guys miss games next year, the less time they play together on the court, the less they can establish that routine and that consistency with each other, the worse that bodes off for when they get to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, Look, I mean, if they're fun and they're playing good basketball, kudos to them. I'll jump on board, like you're saying. But I'm just not anticipating that no one has caused more chaos in the NBA than Kevin Durant, like crater size chaos for the last decade.
1: Like really, him, like, Kyrie, him, Kyrie, maybe you, <laughs> you had him, and you had them both in the same locker room. It's crazy.
0: But I just think that, like, in defense of Josh's point of Kevin being hired, like he is a he is a top. 15 player of all time. Like he's that good at basketball. A lot of people have him, Josh. I think you and I are probably like, he's top 12, top 11. He's like right there, man. Like he's, he's that talented. So as good as, as good as Kyrie is and Kyrie is the top 75 NBA guy. He's incredible. He's one of the most purest scorers I've ever seen, especially at his size. You talk about guys under six, three, that guy's under six, three, but what he does is magical on the court. But the expectation yep. for a Kevin Durant team We're talking about a guy who, when he won with the Warriors, people are saying, like, this guy is the best player on the planet. He's better than LeBron James. Like, there is so much pressure on that, and there's a lot of expectations. And so, while the expectations are high when Kyrie joined the Celtics, like, there were other guys on that team that made the team go. But every single team that Kevin Durant has been on, he has been the number one guy. And when you point fingers and you ask questions, ultimately it goes back to him.
2: Kyrie got hurt yeah, Kyrie that's got hurt in those playoffs. Right. Yeah, hurt in those. They still went to the Eastern Conference Finals, those Celtics teams. Different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and
0: who, who is getting the criticism here in the second half of the year for the Mavs? Was it they were saying it was a mistake to trade for Kyrie, but the but the real blame gets put on Luca always. Yes. Oh,
2: for sure. For sure. Because that's um, that's
0: how the NBA works.
2: Uh do you want to, yeah, yeah. NBA, man. Never stops. I want to transition to a sport we all love. This sh- especially this year has been unbelievable baseball. I want to ask you guys a couple questions. Some standings questions. Let's do more, it. More ready? I'm ready. Okay. More surprising. The Marlins. Oh, someone's at my front door. Shout out. I don't know if you guys heard that, but that was the Alexa. Uh, more surprising. The Marlins being the top of the NL wild card. Or the Minnesota Twins leading the NL Central, but have they been in the AL East, being in last place.
1: Um, I mean, I'm not like particularly surprised by either of these, but if I had to pick more surprising, I'd probably go with um the Marlins, just because like it's just laughable how bad the Central is. I wouldn't mm. say that's that surprising honestly. It's just I, like you knew that this was going to be a weak division. Um I think what's the surprising aspect of it is that the AL East is so strong.
0: I I would agree with Nick. I think the Marlins to me have to be the more surprising. You have your NL your NL East leader was expected to either be the Braves or the Mets, right? It, potentially even the Phillies. And then in the NL West, you've got the Dodgers were the expected, maybe the Padres as well. You look and see what the D-backs have done. All those teams that I listed out, you only have one division winners. You've got the NL West and the NL East and the NL Central. Like, we didn't think one of those teams was that, – that team in second in that division was really going to be vying for that first wild card spot. So for the Marlins to be better than the Mets, than the Phillies, than the Padres – and the, the, the D-backs are number one right now. And the Dodgers, like that is – they're doing something really impressive right now. Yeah, I mean Alcantara – If you told especially. me that they're, at the, they're the, the third wildcard team, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. We'd ex- we expected them to be better, but to be as good as they've been, you know, shout out for sure.
2: <laughs> Alcantara is also not pitched well. He's been bad. The reigning rain, the Young Award winner has not been their best pitcher. They have the they have the young guys Braxton Garrett and, and Yuri Perez pitching exceptionally well, and Jesus Lazardo has filled in admirably. But this Marlins team weirdly has been doing with the bath. The Phillies, though, so the Braves have won six in a row. The Marlins have won four in a row, and the Phillies the Phillies are scorching hot, and they've won six in a row too. Um, they've proven to be one of those teams, like as we saw last year, uh, you know, and as we saw with the Braves the year before. Some of these teams don't get off to the hottest of starts but you know it's what you know the momentum you get in June July that really you know pays dividends.
1: It's happening over here.
2: It is happening over there. Uh yeah, I mean you have you have two guys that are pitching out of their minds this June in Waka and Snell and obviously, you know, I'm I'm a big proponent that closers should be included in the Cy Young race. So a hater to me um is should be should be thrown in there as well. Yeah. Uh, right. Why not?
1: I will go. I don't think I don't think one's really running away with it right now. You know, I mean, the ERAs aren't anything dazzling. I mean, McClanahan's been great in the in the AL, but in the NL, um, Strowman's probably the best pitcher. Yeah, he is right now.
2: it's catchable. But like Walker's um,
1: fourth in ERA. You know, he's been having some great. Snell has been amazing in June. So, you know, it's it's all about longevity. How long can you keep it going all season long? It can't it can't be just a first half award. You know.
0: Yeah. And then it's also when you do get dinged up and guys hit on you in, in one outing, like how do you bounce back from that? Right. right. Like since since May first, I think we had John Gray start yesterday. The Rangers had a really nice win, but Gray got he got shelled. bombed on early, shelled. Yeah. And so that's gonna that's gonna mess up his ERA. His ERA and his whip, I think, were the best in the AL from May first until that point. But you know, when you have a bad outing like that, how do you bounce back?
2: Yeah. yeah. And I brought up Stroman and he's leading the – I think he's leading the whole MLB, not just the NL and batting average against. He's sub-200. So he's pitching the lights out the place. But Steele – um, yeah, Steele went against the Orioles this past weekend, his running mate in the Cubs', uh, in the Cubs arsenal. Um, but he got hit up by the Orioles who lead the AL wild card. Now the second team in the AL wild card is the Los Angeles Angels.
1: That's surprising. And I was actually going to bring it up. I'm glad you already have. Um, look, we thought that they were going to be trading Otani for sure, and, and Trout, and possibly Trout. And now it looks like they're going to hold on to those guys because this is the 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 best opportunity that you've had to execute on these two guys' talent that you've ever had since you guys have both had them. So, might as well hold on to it. See what, see what you can get. See what you can get at the deadline. You know, if there's teams that are sellers that you needed to address some quick little needs here and there, and then who knows. If they make a deep run in the playoffs, maybe Otani's not going anywhere. Maybe they re-sign him. Maybe they think, okay, we maybe figured this out. We know what we need to address, and maybe we can keep these guys together. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: this is. I think they're the sixth best team in the MLB, records-wise, and this is the true impact. And I have a question for you guys. Do you think this is the most impactful uh, a baseball player has been for a team? Obviously, we're not the the entire way through the season, but – leading basically his team in every statistical yep. category on the pitching side and the of hitting side. Yeah. Of all time. Never has a player had more impact.
1: No, never. He he's the, he's the MVP, and I don't think there's anything anyone can do this season to take it away from him. It's his he's, to lose. Like, like we could have someone in the AL hit 400. Like we were talking about Arias, still wouldn't catch him. He, you can hit 400 and hit 20 home runs, and I still think you wouldn't be able to catch him.
0: Leading team in average home runs, RBI, OBP, slug, OPS, triples, and stolen bases.
1: You haven't mentioned pitching yet.
0: Wins, ERA, innings pitched, Ks, Sorry, K's through nine, whip, batting average against, and uh pitching war. So, you know, that's absurd.
2: Yeah, I had a. I mean you guys I was I was home this weekend and I had somebody, you know, we had people at our place come up to me and and say, hey, they asked, they started talking baseball to me. They said, uh, what do you, what if I told you that I said Aaron Judge, is he the best baseball player you've ever seen in your life? I said, first of all, bro, he's not even the best baseball player right now. He goes, well, okay, okay, okay. Otani, I go, yes. The guy has a tw- almost a 12 per nine innings K. He has struck out 105 dudes and has over 20 something home runs. If I told you somebody finished the season like that, what would you say? That was their season ending stat. If he had 24 home runs and 105 strikeouts in the mound, you'd be like, that's pretty incredible, unlike anything I've ever seen. Okay. Now, if I told you that was halfway through the season, yeah,
1: he's going to hit 200. He's going to hit 200 Ks and maybe 50 home runs. Bro, and the stolen base, he's got 10 steals. He's the best player I've ever seen in any sport he, in my life. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna hit 50 home runs, and I think he's gonna have 200 strikeouts. Yeah, he did I mean, like, he over two seconds oh, last he year. He might he might have 250 strikeouts. Maybe 300. Yeah. Uh 300 is But That's 250. 250 is doable. Not, I to mention, not to mention, not to mention if he hit 300
2: strikeouts. That'd be
0: his crazy. K, <laughs> his K through nine isn't even right now at, at a career high. Last year he was he was a better pitcher last year. So that just shows you like how, how good he is as good as he's pitching right now. He was better last year as a pitcher on the mound. So absolutely. It's, it's unbelievable. Like it's unbelievable. I can't even fathom it. Like, I don't
1: So, okay. Let's just say that they make the playoffs and they make a run. How deep do you think they have to go to really say, okay, let's resign this guy. I, I mean, it's, they, if they get to the
2: playoffs and they get out of the first round, which, by the way, like, to your first of all, to your point toss he was a way better pitcher last year, so he still has time to turn it on there. There was some criticisms where some, like, okay, he's hitting the ball pretty well. And then, you know, in June, he's been the best hitter in baseball, point blank, period. And there are guys in June, like both the guys on your team, by the way, Tatis Jr. has been out of his mind in June. Over 400. Seager has been Seager has been like, forget like Judge like Seager like I missed the part of the season and you he's in the MVP race, the yep. race quote unquote he's like so hey, for, second, for second yeah Tatis for sure well Tat- yeah. Tatis
0: plays in the right conference so yeah to
2: the uh, t- to win the so, to win the yeah award. he's got a way better point, shot at Seager
0: how are you going to knock off jo- or knock off Otani like you just can't yeah.
2: I mean, dude, there's guys in the Rays that are putting up uh, Arena, Wanda Franco. Like, these guys are putting up insane numbers. But to me, Otani, if you get to the wild card, the benefit of Otani is you get to roll him out as your ace. You have an ace in him. So you have game one, like, pretty good. So at that point, like, okay, you have Patrick Sandoval. They're probably going to be in the market. There's going to be guy. I don't know who's going to be available. That's something I was like also looking at. Cause like the next question was the Cardinals. The Cardinals: A, are you surprised? B, do they sell? Like, do they sell on Goldschmidt? Do they sell on Arenado? Could they? they I know that they
1: They should. They're so like, bad. Like so we bad. thought. Were, we thought they were going to make a resurgence. There's no way. No. They're 29 and 43 right now. They stink. Like who do you? I don't
2: know. You're not going to buy off the Rockies, really. I mean, the, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> the best case scenario is for the Cubs to start losing and losing fast. But the, but Stroman like maintain that way the angels could come in and go pick up Stroman. Cause if the angels have Stroman and Otani and then they have Sandoval as their third guy. Yeah. All right. Like now you're in a position where you, and they're both Estevez, Matt Moore talk about resurgence, Matt Moore, a uh, guy that you had last year, Nick Brandon Drury has been excellent for the angels. he has been really sharp. I mean, like excellent for what he's supposed to be. I mean, to me, this angels team, you know, I, we all thought they'd bomb again, but he, he really is that impactful of a player where, you know, they're going to make that this rate they're going to make the playoffs. There's nobody in the yes, the central sucks and it's a shame that the twins would have to make the playoffs. But the only thing you, have to, you don't have to worry about anyone in the central coming in for your wild card spot. You just kind of have to stave off the Astros who, by the way, lost Jordan Alvarez for a month now. Like they've had some serious injury issues, and not having a vert, like they lost Verlander, and I know Verlander hasn't been unbelievable for the Mets, but he was the Cy Young last year. So losing the Cy Young is, and and Valdez has been great, but you still miss that one two punch Mm -hmm. you had in Houston last year that they need. Yeah, there's a little hangover still there. Yeah, bit of a hangover for the World Series champs, but there's and the AL East, the benefit you have if you're the Angels, the AL East is as good as the NL West has been. The Mariners are solid. The obviously the Astros and the Rangers are the second best team in the AL. Uh, but the, the, that's a tie with the Orioles who were the second best team in the AL East. And then you have the Yankees who have been playing their worst baseball, but they're comp- far off from being healthy with Rodon and judge. So they'll be back. Uh, I'd imagine the Jay like everyone in the AL East. Someone's like, Oh, someone asked me, he's like, what's up with the Red Sox? I like, go, what's up with the Red Sox? <laughs> the Red Sox. We're going to suck. I thought we were going to suck this year. Dude, we're we're all, the whole AL East. I'm looking at it, and, and the NL West is too. Minus obviously the A's, but the whole AL East is positive and, and run differential.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, you're,
0: yeah, you're two games up on the AL Central. Leader, bananas, so there you bananas,
1: go. bananas.
2: Um, all right, guys, I want to play a game. We love games. I'm gonna say a quote, and you're just gonna tell me the athlete who said it. Super simple. All right. Who wants? To, who, you guys want to go together? Or you guys. Someone want to go 1st Just go together. Okay. Yeah, we'll go together. Here is the quote: "I'm so mean, I make medicine sick." That's a basketball player. Maybe, or a fighter. You want to say it, us? It's Mike Muhammad Tyson. Ali. It's
0: Muhammad Ali. That's in his like rant that he makes like I'm when he was man, on the talk I mean, show. Man, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the best like monologues in life ever, I think.
2: Yeah, is the There was another one I was going to use for him, but it was I thought it was too obvious. I've seen George Foreman shadow boxing and the shadow one. <laughs> 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 Epic diss. <laughs> that dude is hilarious, honestly. He hey, would you would be know,
0: so he would as beloved as he is, obviously, if he were in his prime right now competing, just the level of shit sorry. talking like He, everyone would love him so much.
2: Let's table this because I want to do this list in person when we're all like we have like the good camis and stuff like that. Mm. Top three guys you wish that like before like modern like Instagram before modern technology that you wish played today. So just keep that in the back of your mind for something we'll do because he'd be him unbelievable. When you're rich, you don't write checks; straight cash on me. Randy Moss. Randy Moss.
0: That's Nick's number one wide receiver. He's got to get that one.
2: This is a funny. This is this is a funny one. It's tough, but it's funny. What do you care? If you're two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Next. Uh...
0: (laughs) So it's so it's an NFL player.
2: NFL could be a baseball player. It's NFL.
0: Okay. Just thinking about like it's a dire situation if you're two and seven in the NFL. Is Um, it a coach?
1: It's a coach. Well,
0: it's obviously not Mike Tomlin.
1: (laughs) Or Bill. It's not Bill. I don't think Bill's ever been 2-7. I mean, before the Patriots, at least. You want the team he was the coach for?
0: Is it Adam Gase?
1: No.
2: He (laughs) was was coaching the Saints.
1: So is it Sean Payton? I don't know who coached the Saints for that.
2: Mike Ditka. Hmm. Mm. Classic. And then last one. This is a musket. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40.
1: I don't know that guy's name, honestly. The Gundy?
2: Yes, you, yeah, yeah. You oh. don't even you know. Oh. You, you
0: you know you cover him. You definitely I, know
2: who he is. You talk about him all the time.
0: <laughs> I get confused because... I, I know that that's Gundy who said who said that, but it reminds me so much of Will Ferrell in that sketch where he's like, I'm a man. I can do a hundred push-ups. Like it's it's just the same vibe where they're yeah. like, you know what I'm talking about? Where he's like with his family and they're like eating their steak dinner, and like every two seconds he like stops eating and he's like, I can do a hundred push-ups. Like I drive a dodge stratus. Like it's just the same vibe of just like general man rando speak i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: there was one i liked i don't know if you would have gotten this and I, I didn't know this was him either but it was his yes it does remind that's what it reminds me of will ferrell uh they i'm i may be dumb but i'm not stupid it's just like a famous quote that i've known but uh, terry Bradshaw said that which is pretty interesting but good stuff good stuff the dick one's
0: hard
2: yeah the, that also
0: dick in a movie with will ferrell
2: Kicking and screaming, very underrated yep. Will Ferrell movie.
1: Um Terry right, Bradshaw fans. was in a movie with Jason what right? movie? What's the one where they're like uh
0: uh he, they he, don't know
1: who his dad is or something, and they're like Terry uh, Bradshaw might be his dad.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That what is, that? I think that I, I forget what that one's called, but he's he is McConaughey's dad in failure to launch.
1: Is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, what movie is that? I'll do a quick Google. Why is, is it Sudeikis... Ed Helms and Sadekus? Like Are, Are they
0: brothers? Are they brothers? I think so.
1: Yeah, some someone's brothers. Um, hold on, I got it. His IMDb page is up. It is Father Figures. <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
2: Father Figures, go check it out. Figures, um... it's, oh, it's,
1: it's Owen Wilson and Ed Helms. Okay, yeah. and there's like four different dads who could be their dads. Yeah.
2: Terry Bradshaw.
1: I remember that maybe now. Because it was like a, a joke when they were kids that the mom would say, that's your dad, Terry Bradshaw on TV. And so he would tell, he would tell all his friends at school that Terry Bradshaw was his dad.
2: It's hilarious. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. All right, Terry Bradshaw, you're not any of our dads. But again, like Alex said at the top of the show, happy belated Father's Day to all the dads fans out there. Hit your free throws. 'Cause they're Because 'Cause they're free. We out we love the uh